Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Knowledge with Homage. Today is the 6th of February, 2023. Hope you're all doing well out there, staying sane through these very insane times, staying warm. It's been a cold winter, at least where I'm at. Maybe it's hot where you are. I don't know what you're doing. All right. Well, let's get into it. Lots of fun things to talk about with you today. All kinds of crazy stuff going on. Uh, Of course, we just had the Grammys. So that big circle jerk for all the overrated musicians and artists that they force upon us to fucking look at. And they're all dressed up all weird. Harry Styles is wearing a tinsel thing. Looks like a Christmas tree. Uh, Lizzo, fashion icon. She's up there being fat. And uh, so on and so forth. (laughs) Just kidding. Nothing wrong with being a little overweight. It's just weird how they tried to uh, put her, of all people, out as being like the most beautiful girl, fashion icon and stuff. She's like 500 pounds, man. A little weird. Great singer, though. Lizzo's cool, I guess. Um... Yeah, the Grammys suck. They always have. Maybe they were cool at one point. I don't think people really care about the Grammys anymore. The only people that care about the Grammys are the the people that get to go to the Grammys. Um, sure, it's a fun party, but it's just a big, you know, big satanic Illuminati ritual. A lot of gay shit going on, and it's sponsored by Pfizer, of course. So, what else is new? It's pretty funny. They did have a big tribute to hip-hop, which is cool. Um, you know, it's nice to acknowledge the the culture for what it is. It has taken over the world. It's a pretty big thing. Um, curated by Questlove, I guess. Probably one of the biggest sellouts in hip-hop. You know, he's <laughs> Jimmy Fallon's fucking uh, house band guy playing the drums down there and he's just all in with Pfizer, like Pfizer commercials, telling people to get vaccinated, just the whole thing, which is disappointing because, you know, he's a pretty iconic hip hop legend, member of the groups, which is one of my favorite hip hop groups. And uh, yeah, it's just, it just sucks to see him go down like this, but you know, whatever, maybe they really believe what they're saying. And they're just stupid and brainwashed, or they're just sellouts, and they uh, they don't care about you know whatever they're doing as long as they get paid. Um, but of course, the the big story surrounding the Grammys, it's not the Illuminati rituals, the satanic imagery. It's none of that stuff. It's all about how it's just racist. Of course, everything's racist, and uh, this is the first article that I came across when I looked up the Grammys because I wanted to talk about it, right? You got to talk about it. It just says the Grammys are built on a delusion. Uh, Even the highlights of last night's ceremony couldn't fully distract from its problems. And this is by Spencer Kornhaber of The Atlantic. And this is uh, regarding Harry Styles, which apparently is a big artist right now. I Um, Maybe I've heard his music somewhere. I guess he's fucking huge, but he's the dude that, I don't know, he's he's very um, gender neutral, I guess you could say. He's he's, uh, progressive with his attire. He's wearing a very strange outfit in this picture. It's, yeah, like I said, it looks like Christmas tree tinsel, and he kind of looks like a, like a Yeti, but if a Yeti was made from Christmas tree tinsel... I don't know, whatever whatever floats your boat. But yeah, this is talking about how him winning is racist. So it says, uh, at the end of last night's Grammy ceremony, a chill and inoffensive superstar said something that sent many music listeners into a rage. This doesn't happen to people like me very often. Those were Harry Styles' words after winning Album of the Year. Presumably, he wanted to pull an inspirational narrative from the fact that little old he... A former reality TV contestant from a small town had earned the most prestigious award in popular music. Yet, people like him, white, well-connected singers of tasteful pop and rock, are exactly who win Album of the Year Grammys. The kind of people who don't win include rappers, a hip-hop artist last took Album of the Year 19 years ago, and black women. 
you'd have to go back to 1999 for that. And this this journalist proceeds to go on a tirade about how everything's racist and, you know, whatever. It's it's just, uh, I just thought that was kind of funny. So, you know, I'm not doubting it. I think uh, I think rappers do get snubbed at uh, these types of events quite a bit, unless you're, you know, one of their darlings or whatever. But they do seem to favor the the white artists instead of the black ones, and that's that's uh, well, they probably are racist <laughs> now that I think about it. Um, but whatever. It's just they got to make everything racial, even if it's uh, even their satanic rituals. They got to make racist. What's up with that? Anything to divide us and and keep us, you know, concerned about the wrong things. How we're all getting fucked, right? Aren't we all getting fucked right now? So yeah, yeah, the big circle jerk. Um, you know, whatever. Big self indulgent display. Lots of satanic stuff. They performed, what's that big song that came out this year? Unholy by, uh, I think it's Sam Smith and Kim Petras. They burst on the scene. I had never heard of them before this, but they got the, they had that big song that's out, and it's all, you know, it's called Unholy, so it's pretty pretty demonic. And that was a big performance uh, at this year's Grammys, and everyone's dressed up in this blood-red shit. There's fireballs shooting everywhere. The dude, Sam Smith, is dressed up like Satan, <laughs> kind of doing some gay shit. I think he's he's similar to the Lil Nas X video where he's like uh, twerking on uh, the devil. Kind of reminded me of that. Um, but he's in, you know, skin tight red leather and, you know, fireballs and lots of red lights. And then that, they did that whole display. And then afterwards, it, <laughs> you know, they cut to commercial break and it's like the 65th Grammys brought to you by Pfizer. <laughs> so... You know, they're all in on it. Nah, who cares? There's so much good music out there that has nothing to do with uh, the Grammys and the establishment. And they really are, um, they're going downhill. Nobody cares about these fucking people. People are so sick of celebrities. I think COVID really was a turning point for um, the uh, the respect that celebrities got, even though I don't think people really respected them that much to begin with. Um but just, you know, how clearly everyone sold out and just became all preachy and fucking lame. People don't like that shit. And I think celebrities think they're above everyone. I mean, obviously, most of them do. Um, but people aren't that dumb. You know, their people are pretty dumb, but they're not that dumb. So the Grammys, the Oscars, Academy Awards, whatever, it's, it's all going out the window. Nobody's watching this shit. Actually, you know what? Let's find out. Let's see a... Grammys viewer ship 2023. I'm sure it's down. It's got to be. So I found an article. It says uh, U.S. U.S. <laughs> Ahead of its 65th edition, the Grammys hope to boost viewership. How did it do last year? Uh, anyways, this is just an article that talks about how in between 2020 and 2021, there was a decline of 54% year to year in the viewership of the Grammys. Um, so they lost 10 million viewers. And that was, you know, right during COVID when everyone was coming out and preaching and talking about how you got to stay home and, you know, doing all this stupid stuff that they did during that time. And people are sick. They're just sick of celebrities. And, you know, the music doesn't back it up. It's not like they're coming out with really awesome music. I mean, there's some, but a lot of the pop music is just, it's become so dumb and so... So, like, agenda-driven um, as far as, like, where they want to take society in terms of, like, I don't know, sexuality and fucking... You could just tell it's it's full of agendas, and, and they're all preaching um, some sort of thing, and people are sick of that. So, nobody cares about it anymore, but good for them. Keep on doing your thing. I ain't hating. Whatever. So, moving on from that... Uh, if you live near a big city or if you go to any big cities, especially ones like San Francisco or Los Angeles or you know, big cities on the East Coast, pretty much any big city, New York City, Philly, tons of homeless people, and people are just in a bad spot. A lot, you got tent cities popping up all over the place, uh, little shanty towns and 
parts of town you you really don't even want to go into because they're unsafe and people are crazy and they're all addicted to drugs. And shit's got way worse since fentanyl came out. Um, but luckily, they've created a vaccine for fentanyl now. So there's there's going to be a vaccine for everything. So So get a load of this. The fight against fentanyl could be taking a turn thanks to a new vaccine. A team at the University of Houston has been working on this solution to the nation's fentanyl crisis for nearly six years. They say it is similar to the hepatitis B vaccine and stimulates the body to make antibodies against fentanyl. Scientists say those antibodies can block the euphoric high that a person feels from taking that drug. The antibodies bind to fentanyl, prevent it from getting in the brain, and then it is exited from the body. The individual then can get back on the wagon to sobriety. And we are told this treatment is intended for drug addicts looking to get clean. Testing was first done on rodents. Human clinical trials are set to begin soon. So there you go. Vaccines for fentanyl. Kind of crazy, right? Apparently it just makes it so you don't get high anymore. I mean, it <laughs> I don't know. It just just sounds crazy. Making vaccines for everything. Um, I've seen, you know, they wanted to make a vaccine so you could quit smoking. Uh, they got, I've seen articles about them developing vaccines to make people lose weight or like for vaccines for obesity. I even saw one video about a guy talking about a vaccine to make it so you don't believe in God anymore. But that was uh, debunked, whatever that means. I don't know. So... There you have it. Pretty soon there will be a vaccine for fentanyl. But, you know, you look at the the drug crisis, and it is something that was manufactured by the powers that be. They profited off it huge. You know, the CIA is bringing bringing in all the cocaine, and they created the crack epidemic and then created the war on drugs with that and locked up a bunch of people after giving them the drugs in the first place and, you know, so they would get in trouble. And it's just all, it's just all fucking bullshit is what it is. Um, You really don't think they could stop this when in all of these big cities, they have a huge open air drug market. They know where all of the drugs are being sold and, and who's doing it. The entire fucking world is a surveillance state. They're watching everyone, listening to everyone. They have access to all your phones they got cameras on every corner, on every streetlight. You really don't think that they could catch these drug dealers and stuff? like. And then even getting the drugs into the country, I'm sure they could stop that too, but it's just they, they don't want to. It's This is the way the system is built. And it seems to me just to be part of the planned destruction of America and uh, to bring in this fucking new, this new society because once you destroy the livelihoods of a lot of people, because if you're a fucking homeless drug addict, obviously you're not any threat to the government or, or the status quo. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to fight to change shit. <laughs> you're just trying to get high or fucking crackhead or your base head. So, um, it makes sense to me that they would do it on purpose. And like I said before, just the fact that they have this infrastructure in place to know everything that's happening and who's doing it and they choose to do nothing about it. Like, I don't know, it's just just funny that they really think we're falling for this shit. But, of course, you know, there's a vaccine for it, so you got that. Um, as far as the vaccines go, COVID vaccines, obviously they're still pushing it, but there are, I've seen people come out and say that the unvaccinated were right all the time. These are people who took the vaccine and are fucked up by it now. And certain people are mad at the unvaccinated for not doing more to warn them that the vaccine might be dangerous. And it's just, it's just funny <laughs> the way everything's going. It's like, yeah, everyone did try to warn you, but they were censored from social media. They were getting, you know, their pages deleted and so on and so forth. So weird times we're, we're living through the past three years have definitely been very strange. Um, and we'll we'll see where it goes from there. Um, moving on, I got a couple more clips. And shout out to the No Agenda Show for these clips. That's who I stole them from. They always got some interesting things going on. This is talking about smart technology and artificial intelligence in hospitals. 
Um, so just when you thought the hospital couldn't get any worse and like couldn't care about you any less, because I don't know if you've had any ex- uh, experiences with you know yourself or loved ones in hospitals, but they you don't get the best care in these hospitals. Um, and COVID drove out a lot of the best nurses and doctors because they saw the bullshit that was going on and they just got sick of it and they were being overworked and so on and so forth. So a lot of good veteran nurses and doctors have chosen to leave the medical industry and either retire or do something else, start their own practices or whatever. Um, We know that they're shorter staff and it's mostly newer people that are doing this stuff now. Um, But it looks like they're trying to remove the human element uh, completely and just have artificial intelligence now be your doctor. So check this out. Okay. Michael Dieter has been awaiting a lung transplant at the University of Florida Health Center since December. A dedicated team of doctors and nurses attend to him day and night. But that's not all. Sensors and cameras track Dieter's every move in this smart, intensive care unit, from vital signs to facial expressions and everything in between. More than 350 gigabytes of information per patient goes into a central computer, where artificial intelligence then processes the data. We could look at the patient and go, they're moving a lot. There's something going on there. Or their face has a certain grimace to it that they normally don't have. Is it possible that it could tell you before I even know that I'm having problems? Yes, 100%. We will be able to decipher complex features, complex emotions like agitation or hunger. Yeah, so the, you know, you're going to be hooked up to all these sensors and cameras and shit, and they're going to be watching you. And yeah, they're going to take care of you. They're going to know everything that's going on, and you're just going to be protected by the machines. Let's go to clip two here. Funded by the National Institutes of Health, the high-tech experiment enters its third year. Researchers are still teaching the technology what certain actions like sitting and standing might indicate. The hope that AI will soon be able to provide real-time healthcare recommendations. But will this new technology replace the need for humans in the hospital altogether? They are very simplistic uh, models compared to what our brains are doing. And I don't think that we should be worried about humans being replaced anytime soon. I disagree. I think we should worry about humans being replaced immediately. It's already happening. I think self-checkout was the last straw with regards to that. The machines have already taken over. And uh, yeah, there's, there's no hope for humanity anymore. Once we let them take over our grocery stores, that was the beginning of the end. So take what you will with that. I'm going to play a beat. Be back with you in a second.
Quasimodo, folks. Quasimodo on the instrumental. Okay, so the war in Ukraine is still raging. We're still sending over all kinds of money to the comedian president, Vladimir Zelensky. You know, the comedian president who who was once in a show where some normal guy became president of Ukraine after going viral on the internet. And then this guy became the president right after that show came out. That guy. That guy. So we sent another $2.2 billion in arms to Ukraine, uh, which includes longer-range rockets. I don't know how much money has been sent there in total, but it's a lot. <laughs> it's like tens of billions, maybe in the hundreds of billions. I don't know. Um, but I know America alone has spent just so much money sending it over there. and They can't win. They're never going to win. I don't know what they're doing with this money. Okay, it says the Biden administration on Friday announced a new $2.2 billion arms package for Ukraine that includes longer-range rockets, marking the latest U.S. escalation, although they won't be delivered until much later this year. The Boeing-made ground-launched small-diameter bombs can hit targets up to 94 miles away, nearly twice the range of the munitions Ukraine is currently using with the U.S.-provided HIMARS rocket systems. Uh, this gives them longer-range capability, long-range fires capability that will enable them, again, to conduct operations in defense of their country and to take back their sovereign territory in Russian-occupied areas, Pentagon spokesperson Brigadier General Pat Ryder told reporters. The announcement comes after a series of other U.S. escalations, including pledges to provide M1 Abrams tanks and Bradley fighting vehicles. Each step brings the U.S. and Russia closer to a direct conflict. The U.S. is providing the GLSDBs through the Ukraine Security Assistance Initiative, which allows the U.S. to purchase arms for Ukraine. Weapons provided under the USAI could take months or years to deliver as they involve contracts and might need to be manufactured. Um, da, 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 blah, blah, blah. Just goes into talking about all the different stuff they're going to send over there, how much money they're sending them, and... Um, It says, uh, the U.S. has pledged over $29.3 billion in military equipment alone since February 24th, 2022. So that's not just money that they've sent over. This is just um, military equipment, almost $30 billion worth in less than a year. Um, pretty insane, and it's just basically a blank check for the military-industrial complex um, that's where all this money goes to. It's just a, it's a big scam, dude. And it's sad that real people have to suffer as a result of this. Um, and I'm not an apologist for Russia by any means. I think war is fucked up regardless of who is participating it or whatever. Um, but just realistically, you know, Russia was provoked into this conflict. Like we... <laughs> We didn't do anything to prevent it. There is a diplomatic solution, but that's not even on the table. Like our our leaders are so incompetent and so bloodthirsty and evil that they just want to prolong this conflict for as long as they can so they can make more and more money. Because war is money. Like there's so much money in weapons and fucking... There's just a lot of money in death. It's evil. It's a dark system that we live in. And um, it's just crazy, too. Like, what? weren't the Democrats supposed to be the party of peace? Aren't they supposed to be against war? What happened to that shit? Why isn't anyone protesting this? You know, I, I think that was a big part of the Black Lives Matter thing was to divert all of that attention that maybe once would have gone into, like, protesting against all of these unjust wars that we're participating in or funding, whether it's a proxy war or a direct conflict. Um, we're involved in all kinds of death and destruction across the world. And there used to be a segment of the population that was aware of that and would, was outspoken in talking about how we shouldn't be doing that. There used to be protests and all kinds of stuff, but that has largely gone out the window. You don't see anyone protesting against 
the fucking looming World War Three with Russia and China and like how our politicians are doing everything to escalate that and like nothing to fucking prevent it. It's pretty insane. Um, but what do people care about now that used to fucking give a shit about that? It's all about the Black Lives Matter thing. Everyone's racist, you know, so they divided us like that to make us only concerned about that. And then on top of that, it's, I don't know, fucking trans, trans shit. You know, trannies should be able to fuck your kids in the bathroom or whatever. That's what they, that's what they promote these days. So pretty disgusting. Um, but that's just, that's just the way it goes. We're a bloodthirsty society, billions and billions of dollars going somewhere. Um, but in addition to that, there's, there's not only the, the, conflict with Russia and they're starting to say that nuclear weapons are now on the table and who knows it's just not looking good um but in addition to that you got all this shit going down with China of course you had the balloon that was flying over our country I don't know what to make of that you can't believe anything they say whether it's the government or the media or whatever, because there's always multiple purposes for any of these stories. So it's hard to decipher what's actually happening. And you don't know what technology is really out there either to begin with. So it's like, how do we even know that this balloon really belonged to Russia? Or maybe it was one of ours, or maybe it's not even a balloon at all. Like You really don't know. Um, But they're saying that there's this fucking balloon from China that's flying over the United States and it's taking pictures of stuff and we're all going to die. And then we shot it down. That's my synopsis of the balloon story. I looked into it a little bit, but I'm just, you know, I don't really care. What's, how could you believe it to begin with? But, um, regardless, it seems like there, there's a real threat of, of war with China, which is, which is kind of crazy. Not trying to scare you here, but this is a, uh, Pentagon official talking about possible war with China by 2025. A four-star Air Force general has predicted that the U.S. will be at war with China in 2025. NBC News has obtained a memo sent by General Mike Monahan to his Air Mobility Command officers. In it, he writes, quote, I hope I'm wrong. My gut tells me we will fight in 2025. Minahan said in the memo that he suspects China will move on Taiwan when the U.S. is, quote, distracted by the 2024 presidential election. He has ordered operational commanders to report back on preparations for war with China by February 28th. Yeah, so that's kind of crazy, right? I mean, what would war with China even look like? Would, would we see an invasion of the United States? Like, how crazy would that be? I've heard it say that... Um, since we, there's so many guns in the U.S. that uh, a ground invasion here by some other force would be unlikely. But who knows? Maybe that's why they're trying to kill everyone with fentanyl and, and fucking just, you know, degrading society in other ways rather than militarily. Um, but socially, they're destroying this country, which, which seems to be the way that they've uh, chosen to do that. Um, but an all-out war with China would definitely be fucking nuts. Um, I don't know. I guess make it, make of it what you will. At the end of the day, I think these guys are all on the same side, whether it's fucking China or Russia or whatever. They're all in the same clubs. They're all going to the same parties, probably banging the same bitches. Uh, it's all the, it's all the same thing, man. It's a big club and you're not in it and they're fine whenever there's a war. They got their bunkers and whatever, their quality of life will not be, you know, it it won't be reduced by much. Um, But the average person is the one that suffers during these wars. So, I don't know. They talk about reducing the population and um, wanting to get rid of a large majority of us, and a big war would be a good way to do that. Um, Maybe it's time to start prepping. Doomsday prepping. Remember that show? I think they were on to something. I don't know. Um, how about we listen to some more music? How about some Ludacris? You guys remember him? I'm a fan. Diamond in the back.
Ludacris, Diamond in the Back. I think Ludacris is underrated as an MC. He's got some good songs. So here's another article, um, something you might not have heard on the mainstream news. Doesn't really fit their narrative here. Um, but it's that the serial serial rapist cop who pulled over women to rape them at night gets in, insultingly low sentence. And this took place in Arizona. This article is via Activist Post um, or the Free Thought Project. Um, but the the reason it's not in the mainstream news headlines is because it's a it's a black dude that's the cop. He's being arrested by an Asian dude. If that matters to you, like I think if it was not that it matters because I'm sure a white guy, white people have done this too. But um, if it was a white person, it would definitely make more national headlines because it got demonized a white man. But this dude pulling women over and raping them. So I'll just give you a little taste of this of what your law enforcement are doing to you here. Phoenix, Arizona, as the Free Thought Project frequently reports, when most people see police lights in their rearview mirror, the last thing they feel is protected. When a cop pulls you over, it's most likely it most likely means you're about to be extorted for a victimless crime. However, if the cop in the story below was pulling you over, it meant something much worse than mere extortion. If you were a woman, it meant you were about to be kidnapped and raped. As the Free Thought Project reported, Arizona Department of Public Safety Trooper Tremaine Jackson, 43, was arrested on a whopping 61 charges of everything from kidnapping to sexual assault. The trooper, who'd been with the department for 13 years, is accused of pulling women over and sexually assaulting them. As part of a plea deal, Jackson pled guilty to the following charges, attempted kidnap with sexual intent, unlawful imprisonment with sexual intent, unlawful sexual conduct by a peace officer, bribery with sexual intent, and fraud with sexual intent. This month, Jackson's blue privilege shined through. Despite the slew of charges and victims, he was sentenced to just five years in jail. The taxpayers of Maricopa County were held liable for his sick acts instead. The lawsuit states that Arizona should be held liable for the wrongful conduct of his officers, employees, agents, districts, divisions, and subdivisions. Since we reported the original story, a total of 15 victims have come forward alleging sexual abuse, kidnap, and fraud. And then this article goes on to detail some of the sick things that this piece of shit did to these poor girls. Um... But yeah, dude, <laughs> cop uses his his badge and his gun to fucking intimidate women, pull them over, kidnap them, and rape them, and uh, he only gets five years, of which he'll he'll probably do less than that, right? He'll probably get out before that. Uh, but the cops take care of their own. It's a sick system. It's disgusting. Um, I think law enforcement attracts the worst kind of people. It does because this um the. You got to think, in order to, like, agree to enforce these laws, of which there are tens of thousands, there's just an insane amount of laws, and at any given moment, you're probably breaking, like, five just by, you know, sitting there or whatever, just by standing somewhere. Um, But, yeah, it's like you have to be a little fucked up to want to be a cop in these days. I. that's not to say that there's no good police officers. I'm sure there are out there, and it is something that's necessary to society. Um, but yeah, like I don't know, dude. There's a lot of guys in it for the wrong reason. They were they use it because they like the authority. They like having power over people, and they abuse that authority. And it's disgusting. Uh, in this case, in particular, very gross. So, um. Ah, maybe he'll be taken care of in prison. I don't know. I think these guys usually get uh, set up in some separate portion of the prison, though, right? I don't think they just throw them in with the general population. But a guy could dream, right? Um. So, yeah, there's that. Be careful if you get pulled over, I guess. I don't know. What else we got going on here? Um... This is kind of an interesting story. This one's from Zero Hedge by Tyler Durden. It says, Neo-Nazi couple arrested for alleged plot to completely destroy Baltimore. And this talks about these two people who are part of some weird neo-Nazi terror group called the Adam Waffen Division. Um, a guy named Brandon Clint Russell and Sarah Beth Clendaniel. 
and how they conspired to destroy power substations with gunfire. So this is just like what happened down by Vegas. Um, a couple dudes were like shooting up these fucking power stations and trying to uh, fuck up the nation's power grid. The arrest of the neo-Nazi couple comes after elevated concerns about the nation's power grid. Several attacks have occurred in the Southeast and Pacific Northwest, including the one outside of Las Vegas. And I talked about that. I don't know if it was on the last podcast or the one previous to it, but um, it's just kind of weird uh, that this stuff is taking place here, especially amidst all the shit going on with Russia and China. Um, we're so dependent on electricity. I mean, we would really, really be lost without it. And it's like the whole infrastructure of everything depends on that, whether it's fucking obviously for the lights in your house and internet and, and things like that. But all business is reliant on that. Like the grocery stores are all relying on that. You're not going to be able to buy anything from these big grocery stores if they don't have electricity. There's no way for them to track everything. And then in addition to that, I don't know if the truckers would even be able to transport anything if there was no electricity. Like everything would come to a screeching halt. So, um, I don't know. Maybe we'll. I think we're going to see something like that within our within our lifetime here, um, in the coming years. Some sort of crazy fucking, probably a false flag. You know, it's it's not going to be these regular Joe fucking right wing conspiracy theorists. I'm sure that's who they'll blame it on, but I'm sure it'll be orchestrated by the same people who do all the other terrorist shit. The people that do 911s and the like. Um, it'll be them that do it and it'll be for a certain agenda to usher us into, um, the next phase of whatever fucking part of the control system we're going into, which is, um, not going to be good. I could tell you that much, but I'll tell you what, David Icke in 1998 had a pretty, um, accurate synopsis of where we're at right now, 25 years later. Yeah, this is just kind of interesting. I want to play this for you. But he had a good idea of um, what was going to go on with the world as far as the central bank digital currency that they want to put us all on and, and shit like that. So here's David Icke talking in 1998. Another clip I stole from No Agenda. So check it out. Across the millennium years is crunch time in this whole agenda, crunch time for the human race. This is the time when this network of interbreeding bloodlines wants to bring in its global fascist structure of a world government to which nation states would be administrative units, um, of a world central bank and a world currency, a, a currency that wouldn't be cash, it would be merely electronic, for which there are fundamental implications for human freedom. And also the World Army, which is designed to be NATO, um, expanding and expanding as it is now, of course, to become the fully-fledged World Army, World Police Force. And underpinning that little lot is designed to be a microchip population in which we are microchipped with our financial details, our medical details, etc., etc. Um, and that would allow not only electronic tagging, people knowing where we are all the time, it would allow the external manipulation through this electronic means of our mental and emotional processes. This will happen unless the human race wakes up and wakes up fast. And to do that, we need to understand what's really going on. And to let people know that, we've got to stop beating about the bush, stop pulling punches, stop pussyfooting around, keeping information from people, oh my goodness, how will they react, and just say, this is going on, take it or leave it, make of it what you will, but this is what's going on. So yeah, there you have it. Um, it's been a, people have been privy to this plan for a long time, and make of David Icke what you will. I know a lot of people don't trust him and think he's a uh, disinformation guy or whatever, but a lot of the stuff he said was completely true and has really come to pass. Um, not sure about his lizard people thing. I think that's done a disservice to the truth community more than anything because any time a conspiracy is mentioned, people immediately associate you with believing in lizard people whatever the fuck that means. Um, but everything he said right there is coming to pass. And it's, if it hasn't already happened, it's like 
about to, you know, as far as the central bank digital currency, they're already talking about doing that, microchipping the population. You know, what What was the vaccine? I've talked about that a lot as well. Um, there's a big possibility that there's some sort of technology in that that's connecting us to the grid and monitoring us or working as a receiver or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just interesting to note that people have known about this for so long and now it's finally happening. Um, I think people would have been more receptive to that mess. I don't know. That's, that's actually, uh, that's interesting to think about. I wonder if people would be more receptive to like understanding that future back then or right now. Because it's actually happening right now and you can see it. But I think people are so in denial that they, or like they just think it's the natural progression of things and they don't understand it as a conspiracy and as it being wrong. They just think it's just, oh, that's just what's, you know, that's just how it goes or whatever. Um, but I back then, I don't know. I don't remember what the world was like in 1998. I was only five years old, so... I'm not sure what I would have said to David Icke, but yeah, he had a good good grip of things back then and kind of interesting. <laughs> okay, I got a couple more things to discuss here with you. This is interesting. This is just what we needed. Uh, update to Sims video game features teen trans characters with chest binders and breast removal scars. So that's great. Never played The Sims, but I guess there's a lot of people that do. Uh, a new update to the popular Sims video game where the player controls communities of simulated characters now features transgender characters replete with chest binders and scars from having their breasts surgically removed. The update was recently announced by EA Games. And there's uh, the CEO talking about that, like, oh, thanks, dude. It's just what we needed. Uh, a base game update is here with new content, including medical wearables, binders, shapewear, a light switch, and more, including bug fixes and console gameplay improvements. And it has <laughs> has pictures of these Sims characters that were, I don't know, trans, trans cartoon characters. Um, the game, which is aimed at children from the age of 12, but obviously children younger than that play it too because who's really checking that shit uh also enables players to place packing or tucking underwear on their sims garments that give or hide the appearance of male genitalia well that's weird i didn't even know that was i guess it has to be right there's that's weird packing ugh. i don't know dude i'm not hating if uh against trans people whatever that's that's your choice um I think you've been manipulated into wanting to do that. I think there's a big psychological warfare thing going on with people to make them want to become trans. Um, but if you're an adult, go for it. But when it's when it's really wrong is when it's targeting the kids. And they're starting, you know, doing it with these types of video games and with cartoons and just things aimed at children and like inside of school, like kids shouldn't be thinking about this stuff. They shouldn't be thinking about sexual stuff. It's disgusting and it's wrong. It's demonic. Uh, Rebel News editor Ian Miles Cheong notes, the Create-A-Sim character creator now has a top surgery scar subcategory, which can be added to male Sims characters aged teen or older. Furthermore, chest binders can be found under the tanks subcategory in the tops section, while tucking underwear can be situated under bottoms in the underwear subcategory. In a statement, The Sims 4 producer John Fassian called the update a step in the direction of a more inclusive experience for Simmers. It's just a simulation though, right? <laughs> and then it just has um, clips of weird people doing weird stuff. So, yeah, I mean, obviously the trans movement is something that's taking place and it's, it's, it's very bizarre and it's something that I've discussed for a while here and I think it's just part of destroying the family unit because the family unit is the last vestige of resistance to a totalitarian government. Um, when you have 
a wife and children and this strong nuclear family, you have this sense of belonging. You have a sense of property and like fucking right and wrong and like wanting to take care of your family and just these these core values that you need to have in order to like have a foundation to resist any infringement upon your liberty. If you're just this lone person who's like this sexual deviant who all you care about is like just some stupid bullshit that's the lowest desires of mankind. You have no higher like spiritual yearning or no other connection to what matters in life. You're just kind of, I don't know. I think that that's the agenda is to turn people into that. And you see it everywhere, whether it's with entertainment or in politics or with education, it's all aimed at turning people into that, into like the lowest form of, of, humanity. And it's funny the way they do it because they do it like in the opposite way where they try to make it seem like you're a bad person if you don't want this, if you don't want people to be trans or if you don't want your child to be trans, you're a bigot or a a racist or whatever you want to call it, a homophobe. Um, When really the, the whole reason for this movement to begin with is to to rob you of your freedom and to fucking enslave you. And it sounds weird to think that um, somebody changing their sexuality like could have that effect. But I think on a grand scale of society, having a, a significant portion of the population that does that or has those leanings to where they'll never create that long lasting bond of like a family and children. And there's been an attack on that for a long time, dude, since the sixties, I would say, um, but if like most people aren't into that anymore, there's nothing you can do to resist this this system that they're putting in place. So I think that's what this is all about. And um, I don't know, it's just it's just crazy, dude. So whatever, don't don't play The Sims. I mean, there's a there's easy solutions to these problems too. It's just don't don't play these games. You don't have to do this. Don't watch these shows. Don't. You don't have to put your kids in these public schools where they they teach them these crazy fucking things either with these crazy trans teachers too. Not that they all are, but there's a couple and you'll see them on the internet. Um, It's also weird too. Like there's an entire segment of truthers or whatever you want to call it, right-wing people that have dedicated their entire life to like searching through TikTok and finding the most far out idiotic leftist people and like raising the fucking uh, an issue with it, and just exposing, be like, look how crazy this person is. What's going on with the world? And that's like their whole job is to find some crazy person saying some crazy shit, and then commenting on it and saying how crazy it is. It's like, yeah, I mean, well, duh, this person's fucking nuts. But it's just weird that people have made a a, um, a career off of that now. It's kind of weird. It's like the right wing depends upon the left wing for its existence, which makes sense. There's the old saying that left wing and left wing and right wing are two wings of the same bird. Um, but yeah, it's like people like I don't know, like Stephen Crowder or Ben Shapiro, um, whatever these these types of people who like. They act like they're such fucking warriors, such truth warriors for what's right and just, and they're exposing the system for what it is. But really, they just like pick out the craziest people from the left wing, which is such a such a small minority of of real people in the world. Like most people aren't crazy trans people that like wanna you know, fucking excuse all pedophiles and like normalize it or whatever. That's like very small. That's 0.001% of the population. But this is who all of the alt-right people focus on. Like that's who their existence depends on. And I think that's because they're just, they're just the controlled opposition too. Like you just saw um, Steven Crowder get offered what, like $50 million for his fucking little broadcast that he does. That's an insane amount of money. And um, 
it's an insane amount of money for someone that will never expose like 9-11 or chemtrails or whatever. And that, and that's why, that's why they get paid so much money. It's like, talk about these approved topics and never stray from that. Like, yeah, you can point out the crazy trans shit or whatever. Um, but you know, just don't talk about what's really going on because it's all part of the distraction. So, um, that's what I think about that. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about the balloon. Speaking of distractions, talk a little bit more about the Chinese balloon. And I don't know, I haven't read this article, but we'll read it together. Uh, prepping for war, Chinese spy balloon belies much larger economic warning signs. This is another one from Zero Hedge. Uh, by now you probably know the Chinese spy balloon that for some reason was allowed to traverse the entire United States despite us knowing about it days ago, uh, and it's been shot down. Put simply, it was too little, too late for several reasons. And there's been shuffling, specifically economically, by China over the last 10 years that shows the country's aggression towards the U.S. could only be getting started. So it says that the uh, it got shot down in somewhere over Montana. Whatever. First, China and Russia both now have a gauge of our reluctance to, secu to secure our own airspace. If the deployment of the balloon was to see how we'd react, they got their answer, slowly and uncertainly. Second, if the balloon's purpose actually was surveillance and nothing more nefarious, it was likely able to get whatever data is set out for after floating above numerous military installations. Third, we have to be acutely aware of the potential for the balloon to be a test run for another balloon, many of which have speculated could be the means for an EMP. High altitude balloons, such as the one China has floated over mountain state military, military bases this week, are considered a key delivery platform for secret nuclear strikes on America's electric grid, according to intelligence officials. Spy balloons used by Japan to drop bombs during World War II are now far more sophisticated, can fly at up to 200,000 feet, evade detection, and can carry a small nuclear bomb that, if exploded in the atmosphere, would shut down the grid and wipe out electronics in a many statewide area. You have to assume that China would know that this balloon and the two other ones being reported, one over Latin America and now a third potentially outside the U.S., would be discovered. Additionally, there were reports yesterday that the balloons were maneuverable, ostensibly meaning the balloon had been directed on its path. If this is the case, I have to believe it is either a test of how aggressively they could humili humiliate President Biden publicly, similar to, that, to how the Saudis did months ago, or it's a distraction for something else going on. The balloon was over Alaska nearly a week ago. Instead of dealing with it then, we allowed it to go untouched, giving China the upper hand, regardless of whether they set out for military surveillance or to test us. They got a lot of intelligence they couldn't get from other satellites. There's a lot that China learned from, learned from us, Gordon Chang said on Fox News today. Uh, I'll leave the speculation about the balloon and military response to cable news and your own critical thinking. But what I do want to point out is what has been going on behind the scenes economically from China. While we focus on the obvious, it's important to also understand that from a monetary and financial perspective, it looks like China is preparing for war. So from a monetary and financial perspective, it looks like China is preparing for war. Notably, China is continuing to stockpile gold while selling U.S. treasuries, an obvious step that a country readying either for war or to challenge the U.S. dollar on a global stage or both would be taking. So this is something that I've talked about um, recently as well. Just the fact that the U.S. dollar seems to um, be struggling as the world currency or, or it might be overtaken by something else. And that's really all we got to keep us as like the superpower. It's that in our military might, but I don't know how strong our military really is. Um, but the petrodollar is really what keeps us going. And I don't think it's far-fetched to think that China would like to to um, secure that that position as the the base currency of the world. And Joe Biden's such an idiot. I mean, what could he do to stop it? Um, as Zero Hedge noted last month, China has now bought 100 tons of gold in days. 
So they've been buying a lot of gold. Um, I was also one of the few outlets last summer to report on the fact that Russia and China openly announced a new global reserve currency announced in July 2022. Uh, and of course, Russia and China can't do it on their own. They're working with nations like Saudi Arabia to help put their plans into practice. Uh, crucial to dethroning the U.S. dollar would be the removal of its use for buying and selling oil. A system... Uh, hold on. Music's playing. It shouldn't be. Mute that. Sorry. Back to where I was. Um, crucial to dethroning the U.S. dollar would be the removal of its use for buying and selling oil, a system that has been in place since the 70s when the U.S. promised security for the Saudi kingdom in exchange for the petrodollar system that underpins the dollar's strength as global reserve currency. Saudi Arabia looks like it has just ended the petrodollar as of days ago. The admission came on a very public stage in front of the whole world at Davos. Today's post is free. Oh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> this guy's... Zim asking for money. Uh, the sequence of these events telegraph escalation, and we need to take the prospect of China's threat very seriously. Espionage on the part of China shouldn't be a surprise, but we have noticed the economic espionage that has been taking. But have we, but have we noticed the economic espionage that's been taking place? Um, blah blah blah. Anyway, I'll I'll post the article for you guys to read. You get the idea. Um, it's just, just getting crazy. I mean, it's, it's, it's all over historically, um, whenever there was problems, big, big economic problems, that's when there was a world war. It happened with world war one. It happened with world war two. And I think we're already in world war three. Like the, the whole Russia thing was the genesis of it. The fact that we, fucking invited Ukraine into NATO or whatever the fuck happened with that um, was, was basically the genesis of it. It's, it's something that Russia was like, dude, we're going to respond if you do that. So don't do it. And we did it. And now it's shit's going down and people are lines are being drawn in the sand and whether or not they're all, you know, homies behind the scenes, which I think is very likely, um, it doesn't mean that there can't be a big war, because that's that's what they do. They love wars. So, I mean, what can you do? Have a good time. Go out and uh, you know, do your thing. Don't don't worry about it too much. Maybe stock up on a little food and ammo. But other than that, that was my show for today. <laughs> a little bit all over the place. Um, could have been a little more prepared. Next one will be better. But uh, yeah, there you have it. Let's listen to some Ill Bill and DJ Premier, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Peace out.